Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is Jake Kokorowski. We got John McNamara here, and a very pleasant Wednesday evening to you all. Great weather here in the state of Wisconsin. I don't know, John, I think it dropped temperatures by you guys in Milwaukee and the Milwaukee area, but uh, it's still nice over here. Uh, It is a uh, big week coming up for Wisconsin recruiting. We're going to talk about the official visits uh, forthcoming this weekend for Wisconsin football, actually even going from the future to the past, we got Derek Tyndall, former Wisconsin cornerback. You'll hear from him talking about his new book that he is published, uh, self-published for that matter. He talked with us for about 10 minutes. You'll hear that interview later on in the show. You'll also hear right after, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this big offer for basketball, but after that, you'll hear from one of the newest Wisconsin commits in Tanner Borderlini. For the 2020 class, one of the gosh, seven of the eight verbal commitments for this class already uh, from in-state in the state of Wisconsin. So we'll talk with Tanner about what made him decide to become a Badger, where they project him to be, uh, and among other topics as well. But John, first off, happy Wednesday. Second, some big news with Wisconsin basketball recruiting in an offer to Jordan Davis. Yeah, so people are probably very familiar with Jordan Davis's twin brother, Jonathan Davis, he's held an offer from Wisconsin for for well over a year, and he's one of the top uh, targets that they have in that 2020 class. And, um, you know, Jordan's been a guy that Wisconsin staff is obviously very familiar with. Uh, You know, they've been recruiting both brothers for for a good amount of time. Um, And then today, which is uh, Wednesday, both were on campus for an unofficial visit, and they ended up offering Jordan. um, You know, going into this visit, he had – a, I guess, an offer that he could walk on his first year and then be on scholarship for the following three years. So I guess you could say that offer was upgraded today during an unofficial visit there with uh, Coach Garden, that coaching staff. Um, you know, you, you would think that maybe this has put the Badgers over the top uh, for both both players. Uh, you know, they've they've talked about playing together quite often over the last, you know, really two years when They've talked to the media about their, you know, respective recruitments. They'd like to go to the same school. Uh, Jordan Davis, when I talked to him today for our story that we have on the site, kind of reiterated that uh, he wasn't really committal, you know, as far as, you know, when they want to, you know, make their decision by or if they for sure now want to play together. But, um, you know, that's been the vibe for for a good amount of time. And um, now, you know, they have that opportunity to play at Wisconsin together, both on scholarships. So um, I, I think that, you know, if you're Greg Gard, you probably think, uh, you know, that's going to be the final piece I need to land both of these guys for this 2020 class. Um, when, it, when it comes to just the background of the Davis brothers and, but also just looking ahead for this 2020 class, what, if, if they would commit, let's say play hypotheticals, like how else would the 2020 class play out in your opinion? Who would Wisconsin go after uh, to complete that class with, uh, obviously there's a good chunk of scholarships available. Yeah, so if they were to add the Davis brothers, um, they would join a class that currently includes Lauren Bowman, uh, a guard from Michigan who uh, committed, I guess, during the winter, uh, during during the basketball season uh, this past season. Um, that would give you three guys, and then uh, on paper they would have room for one more. And I think, you know, obviously the top target is going to be Jalen Johnson, and he has Wisconsin as top four. Um, they're going to have room for Jalen Johnson regardless of what happens. Um, but another, you know, guy that to watch in that 2020 class has been Carlson, uh, a kid from Minnesota. The staff has been on for a good amount of time. 
Um, he's from D1 Minnesota, that AAU program out there, uh, which has been you know pretty Wisconsin friendly. Um, that's that's the program that produced Nate Reavers, and then in the 2019 class, Tyler Wall. So they obviously the, the coaching staff at Wisconsin has a real good relationship with that that AAU program, and uh, you know Wisconsin is one of the teams that Carlson's looking at pretty heavily, you know, along with Stanford, uh, Purdue, Xavier, um, a couple other schools. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if if he's a guy that they can get on campus for an official visit. Um, he'd be a nice, you know, finishing piece there. And then, like I said before, Johnson's a guy. Um, you know, I think that he probably winds up at Duke. But if he came calling for Greg Gard, they they will absolutely find a way uh, to make room for him in in the 2020 class as well. And then coming up uh, this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, our next couple of weeks, how does basketball recruiting shape up with camps? Yeah, so the advanced camp is coming up this weekend um, on Saturday. Uh, the Davis brothers will not be at the advanced camp, but they will be on the team camp with Lacrosse Central the following weekend. Um, I, I guess it's not out of the out of the question that you know those two could commit during that visit. It wouldn't shock me, but I think a more, more likely scenario might be you know those two playing out the rest of this AU season. Uh, they play with the Wisconsin Playground Club. Uh, you know, formerly the Wisconsin Playground Warriors, which has been a another, you know, kind of Wisconsin friendly AU program that's produced, you know, a, lot, a ton of guys, Kobe King, uh, Sam Decker, you know, Bronson Koenig, uh, a, a, a ton of guys have, have played for the AU program and ended up at Wisconsin. So um, I would imagine they play out the summer. Um, I know that they want to take some some more visits. Uh, when I talked to Jordan today, he mentioned West Virginia. Uh, and Marquette is, is schools, maybe they, those two want to visit together. Um, but I guess, you know, as early as maybe that team camp, you look at, you know, with those two guys on campus potentially making a commitment, it's certainly not a done deal. I don't think this offer uh, cements anything, but, you know, it's it's a big move forward in trying to get both of those guys in this 2020 class. What we're going to do now uh, before, yeah, let's take a break right now, come back. We'll actually speak with, Going to the football side, Tanner Bordellini, the Kiwani, Wisconsin native, one of the newest verbal commitments for the 2020 class for Wisconsin. He'll talk about his decision. Obviously, what I mean, a big week, big week or two with Wisconsin, Iowa, and Miami offering, and what lies ahead for him coming up his senior year. So, talk to you guys in about probably about 30 seconds or so here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Jake Okorowski, we have John McNamara here, and also here joining us, part of the show. One of, one of the new Wisconsin Badgers commits for the 2020 class, an offensive not lineman, another offensive lineman. We have Tanner Bordellini from Kiwani, Wisconsin. Tanner, man, how have the last, past eight days been for you since you verbally committed to Wisconsin? I mean, they've been great. You know, state track just wrapped up and I got fourth. I had a really good throw and everybody's been really happy. It's been really great. And I'm really enjoying my decision. I'm pretty confident right now. And then, you know, Tanner, just going back to, to your recruitment, um, you know, obviously you were, you're adding offers throughout the winter and the spring, but uh, things really picked up when Wisconsin came in and then Iowa and then Miami, just kind of take us through um, that time period when, you know, obviously you got the two Big Ten offers and then a school like Miami, which really doesn't come into the state too often. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, Wisconsin started talking to me um, a couple of weeks ago, probably like a month or a month and a half ago. And, you know, I felt really good about their relationship and they ended up offering me, which is amazing. And then I've been talking to for about a year, you know, they felt really good about things, felt really good about where we were at and they decided to offer too. And then Coach Barry from Miami has ties to Wisconsin. You know, he grew up in Sturgeon Bay, which is a school that's in our conference. You know, he has local ties, you know, family around the area. And his dad kind of told him about me, and so that's how he found out. He was pretty interested and liked what he saw. Okay. And then, you know, when, when we talked, when you got the Wisconsin offer, you thought that, you know, you might play the recruiting process out. Um, it sounds like the Badgers kind of turned up the heat because they got you on campus uh, for an unofficial visit, I guess. What did you see that day that made you comfortable, you know, ultimately selecting Wisconsin and, and making that, obvious, you know, the place that you're going to wind up at? Um, I felt really comfortable going in with the staff. I knew what I was getting with them. You know, they're a really great group of people, great group of guys, and I felt really good about it. But it was more uh, what I fit in with the players. That was a big part for me, you know. So I got to spend a lot of time with them and get to know them better and see what they do every day, what they do, what they enjoy doing in the off time. And getting to figure all that out was really great for me because I was, I was able to figure out that, hey, I'd be just like these guys and I could really self, see myself being one of them and, I think I'd be a really good fit here. I was going to ask too with that Tanner. Which players did you did you talk with, and, and what how, how did you guys mesh? Um, Tyler, to be honest, was the, probably the one I've talked to the most. By both times I went there, I met with him, Tyler Beach, and then two other guys, and we talked for just about an hour. Just about it wasn't all about football. A little bit was, a little bit wasn't. It was just talking about life, you know, what they do kind of just talking about everything and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. You know, they're really great people and Tyler Bionis is a center. So they said that, you know, I'm probably going to be a center. So it was really nice knowing kind of, he came from a smaller school. I'm going coming from a smaller school. And so understanding what it's like to come from a small school to a bigger school and learning a whole new position was really nice to figure out from a guy that's just like me. And, you know, not that you would be worried about it, but did you look at, uh, you know, Wisconsin's 2020 commit list prior uh, to your commitment, they obviously have four guys committed there on the offensive line. Uh, you make five. Is, is that something you took into consideration? And, and uh, uh, the second part of that, are those guys that you've been talking to, I guess, even before or after that you committed to Wisconsin? Um, Yeah, so that's definitely a part you got to consider. You know, you don't want to go to a school and not end up playing there because there's just that many guys. But I know I've known Ben Barton for a while. You know, we went on a couple of visits together. Um, we played each other in football, so you know we we're pretty familiar with each other. So I talked to him a little bit before the commitment, but not too much before to the other guys. But um, I felt really good about it. You know, that even though they have four commits and I was the fifth one for that offensive line group, I feel really solid about where we all fit. You know, we have two tackles, two guard centers, and I'm like the final guard center. So, I mean, you could have a front five right there. And I felt really good about that, that I could be that key piece in that group. But, I mean, just getting to know them more throughout this process these past couple of days, I mean, it's been really great. They're a really great group of guys, and I think I, we could be really successful together. I was going to say with that, too, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're, what, about six four, six five, if I'm not six, mistaken, four. right? 6'4". Six, yeah, six, How does four. it feel being 6'4", probably one of the tallest players on the team, and then you're going to be playing center compared to maybe playing more on the outside in high school? Does that feel weird? Do you feel weird thinking about that yet? I mean, it's a little weird. You know, you're the biggest guy you like anyone's ever seen. You're roaming the halls, and you're taller than everybody. It's a pretty cool feeling. But now that 
you know, you go to Wisconsin and, hey, these guys are six, 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 seven, and that's going to be your teammates. You know, it, it's pretty weird to think about, but I think it'll be a pretty cool thing, you know, being the shortest one. It'll be a change in uh, perspective. And then I'm I'm assuming that you're going to be up there for your official visit, I think, the weekend of June 14th. I think that's when all the other commits are going to be there. Yes, that's correct. Are there any guys that you and, you know, I guess you and your fellow commits are, are looking at or, you know, top priority guys that you guys are trying to get to join this this 2020 class for the Badgers right now? Um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, you know. Uh, now that we're kind of committed, it's our job to kind of help this class, this staff recruit and find the best players and make this team as good as we possibly can. So, you know, we're looking out, we're kind of watching who gets offered, you know, how good they are, you know, kind of just like evaluating other players now and trying to get them to be a part of this Wisconsin group. And, you know, if we could do a good job at that, we could have a really successful couple, couple of years coming up. I was going to ask too, with that Tanner, I mean, you look at the commit class, so many in-state kids. What does that mean to to you? And what does it mean to the other commits? Do you believe in having such a, a strong in-state tie with this with this 2020 class? I mean, it's really cool that we have this many guys from in-state all together. So you know, you're coming with a lot of guys that are familiar with the program. You know, have been uh, fans of the program for a long time, and now that we're all kind of part of it, we're all really excited to be there. So uh, just kind of that togetherness, and you know. It's, we all feel really comfortable with each other. We're pretty much, you know, very similar in a lot of ways. And that's a good thing because we understand what each other's thinking, you know, what we all kind of want to do as a unit. So now we're just trying to get, get some culture and some diversity into that uh, group. And that's kind of what we're planning to do now. And Tanner, I was going to say, uh, with the 2020 class, have you guys really been gotten into a group chat yet? Are you guys talking? Is there anyone that's standing out as the funniest guy, uh, funniest commit so far? Uh, how how have those conversations been with with the other commits? Yeah, so we got a group chat going. You know, it's the 2020 Badgers. So, I mean, we talk in there pretty much every day. You know, about what's going on, what we all kind of plan on doing, who's coming down on what days, getting to know some of the new commits and. It's been really fun, you know. They're a great group of guys, and I really just kind of enjoy talking to them, being around them. But I can't wait to get on that official visit, and, you know, get to know them a little more personally. Oh, and then I, go ahead, Jake. Oh no, I was going to say too. Um, I guess what what are next? What are your goals coming up, senior year? Uh, and then uh, I mean, on top of that too, what other sport? You know, along with your goals for football, what other sports are you playing heading into your senior year? Um. Big goal is I've always wanted to make it the state, you know, be a state champion. That's been a goal of mine ever since I was a little kid and we watched uh, Kiwani win a state championship. So that's the biggest goal this season is making a big state run. I mean, we're all working hard. We all want it really bad, and we plan on going to make it happen. So, But other than football, other than that goal, I play basketball in the winter and track and field in the spring. And then, okay, my absolute last question for you before we let you go here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. What's your favorite workout music? That's a tough one. Uh, probably upbeat music, probably upbeat rap music. It just uh, keeps the intensity of the workout up and, you know, keeps you going, keeps you motivated. Tanner, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And, uh, you know, best of luck this summer. And looking forward to talking with you down the line. Thanks so much, Tanner. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.
Guys, that is Wisconsin commit Tanner Bordellini here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk more recruiting in just a couple minutes. We are back here, folks. And before we talk some official visit season notes and just predictions or just we're going to discuss this is a big weekend coming up uh, with quite a few Wisconsin uh, targets officially visiting Wisconsin. Make sure you guys go to badgerblitz.com. If you go to badgerblitz.com, there is a special going on premium access. All of these great breakdowns, these articles, these features, the better know a badger series commitment. One Oh one that John did just a few days ago on Cade McDonald, the newest commit. We haven't had a chance to talk about the newest commit, even though, you know, in terms of, him actually committing though. We knew that almost was a foregone conclusion, but you know, John wrote up uh, quite a few articles on the Hudson native and what it could mean to Wisconsin's 2020 class there. But this is special premium access free until the kickoff against South Florida on August 30th. Use promo code summer 19. You will not be disappointed. we got some great coverage. we got some great features coming up here on badgerblitz.com. Highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys go again, go to badgerblitz.com, click at the top of the article where it says breaking in a promo code summer 19. Don't have to pay until, you know, premium access is free until kickoff against the bulls in late August. So now, John, this is a, a very, one of the bigger weekends. I'm taking it the weekend after will also be big for Wisconsin football. Uh, this is official visit season. We've seen commitments, especially last year. I think all three, the first three weekends of June last season, we saw verbal commitments come from each of those classes uh, or those weekends or those uh, sets of visitors for this weekend coming up. Who is visiting? Well, yeah, if you go back to what you said earlier, uh, you know, when they started the December signing period, the December early period, uh, things kind of got bumped up, and uh, Wisconsin's taking advantage of that. And if you look at that, that 2018 class, Wisconsin landed Aaron Crookshank, A.J. Abbott, Taj Mustafa, Alex Smith, Jalen Franklin, and Nakia Watson all in the month of June. And then last year, uh, if fans remember, Samar Melvin, Gio Paez, uh, Dini Ingram, and James Williams. So um, if history, brief history, I guess, over just two years tells us anything, uh, you can expect you know a couple commitments in the month of June as Wisconsin's done a really good job of lining up official visitors over the next three weekends. Um, this weekend, uh, you're looking at a handful of guys who are uncommitted, who I think Wisconsin, for a few of them, has a pretty good shot at. Uh, you know, others might be you know, a little bit more of a long shot. But anytime you get a kid on campus for an official visit, you have a, a, a legit shot in his recruitment. Um, I, don't, I don't know if any of these guys are really a headliner, but Nash Hutmacher is a guy that has been on Wisconsin's radar for, for a very long time. He camped last summer and earned an offer uh, as an offensive lineman. And since then, Wisconsin's recruited him as a defensive tackle. Uh, he has Wisconsin in his top three, along with Oregon and, and Nebraska. A lot of people think it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Nebraska mm-hmm. here. Uh, maybe with Nebraska holding a slight, fate, a slight edge right now, he's already been there for an official visit, but Wisconsin's going to get their crack at him this weekend. Uh, Daniel Jackson, maybe the top wide receiver target on Wisconsin's board right now. Um, he's going to visit Wisconsin and Minnesota officially this month. 
Uh, it kind of has a loose top five right now that includes both of those schools. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to close out his recruitment because I know that he wants to visit Minnesota the following weekend, but uh, definitely a guy who's been on, on that radar uh, from Kansas. He, he knows Graham Mertz. Mercer is going to be there. I would imagine that those two are going to uh, going to meet up at some point uh, this weekend. Uh, maybe the guy to keep a really close eye on is Nick Herbig. Uh, he's the outside linebacker from coming in from Hawaii. Uh, a really heavily recruited guy from the West Coast. Uh, Wisconsin's doing really well in his recruitment, uh, along with Washington and UCLA. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see someone like him if he really comes away impressed, uh, make a commitment while he's on campus there. Uh, you know, when we've talked to him in the past, he's really talked a lot about Wisconsin's mm-hmm. tradition at his position of, of outside linebackers. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll certainly be pushing that at him. Uh, Malik Reed's a guy who was on campus in the winter for his first time, and he'll be there officially um, this weekend. Uh, you know, Nebraska, Arizona, UCLA, Washington State are some other schools involved in his recruitment. Uh, they like him at inside linebacker. And then, you know, maybe their top running back target on their board, Diamante Trainum. Um, he has offers from just about every school uh, in, in the country. He's got a really impressive offer list. Uh, he has visited uh, Arizona State officially, and then he has a couple more coming up to Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Penn State. Uh, you know, those schools are doing pretty well with him right now. It's going to be tough to get a guy like that, you know, an Ohio kid out of the state of Ohio if he has a Buckeyes offer, but Wisconsin's going to get their crack this weekend. Khalil Mullins is probably the guy I, you know, I feel maybe the least amount of confidence in, but again, uh, with, with him getting on campus, that's a big deal. Uh, projected to play outside linebacker, a handful of offers from him as well. And then Jordan Turner is the final piece there, the linebacker from Michigan. He just included the Badgers in his top five tonight. So it's, it's, it's an impressive group to start off the official visits. Um, obviously they had one you know, last month with, with uh, Riley Mills, he wound up at Notre Dame, but this is where things really get amped up and um, they're going to start up with a bang this weekend. Absolutely. And really when it comes to uh, who in your opinion will be the biggest targets or priority, I mean, I get all of them are right, but uh, who could be the, the, I guess maybe even I'll say this way, uh, which player could the official visit ha- you know, have the most impact on in terms of their decision this weekend? That's a good question. I would say uh, probably Diamante Trainum because this is going to be his first time on campus um, at Wisconsin. You know, look, you know, you could say the same thing about Nick Herbig. It'll be his first time, but um, I think with Trainum, you're really going to get a chance to, you, you know, make him feel like he's part of that Wisconsin running back tradition. Um, you know, tailback and I offensive line, I would say two positions where Wisconsin can truly go out there and recruit top talent from coast to coast because of the traditions that they have at those two positions. Um, so I would imagine that the staff is, is going to make that be known to him, you know, from, from the time he steps foot in Madison to the time he leaves Madison uh, that, you know, you can be this next great running back here. Um, you know, the in Wisconsin may have, and, you know, they're not the only school, but uh, they, they like him strictly at running back. And, you know, a school like Ohio state has talked about, potentially playing running back, potentially playing on the defensive side of the ball. So I think Wisconsin is going to push that, hey, you know, you are our top running back target in this class. Uh, we want you to be the next great one here at Wisconsin. So I think of the guys that, that we talked about, Jake, uh, the visit could maybe go the furthest or, you know, maybe they have the biggest chance to make an impact on on Diamante Tranium, the, the running back from Ohio. And then I guess uh, with – it. 
I think it's going to be the really with this class. It's it's. I mean, especially this weekend. Um, you mentioned those names. I guess is there is there a player you believe would be most likely to commit after this visit? Uh, from the group this weekend again. I think it, it, if someone did, I'd put my money on Nick Herbig. Um, you know, he's a guy. Uh, he doesn't really publicize his recruitment all that much. Um, you know, he's a he's a four star kid. We just bumped him up in the rivals. Uh, rivals.com rankings now he's a he's a rivals 250 kid so you know his offer sheet certainly re- reflects that he's you know if you look there he's got nebraska oklahoma stanford tennessee ucla usc washington ucla we uh, mentioned ucla wisconsin um so you know he's he's an uh, you know, a very talented kid uh from the west coast who's who's been recruited by a lot of those you know top programs from from that side of the from that side of the country so um, like I said, he really likes the the tradition that they have at his position of outside linebacker. I would imagine he bumps into a guy like Spencer Lytle on campus. You know, another outside linebacker from from the West Coast who uh, who picked Wisconsin over. You know, kind of an equally impressive offer sheet. So um, if if one guy popped this weekend, I would probably put my money on Nick Herbig. And maybe the final question uh, before we head to Derek and talking with Derek Tyndall, what I guess from talking from all these other commits in years past, uh, especially when now that the official season, you know, official visits, you know, have started to take place early on. Um, what is the major, I guess, having these official visits in the summer, does it, is it just the, the terrace during a summer evening or Lake Mendota? What is having these official visits? How has it helped Wisconsin, in your opinion, in terms of, atmosphere and you know maybe the culture of the program how has it helped with having the official visits during the summer especially in june uh you know that's a really good question and uh, that you know really kind of started with gary anderson and you know he wasn't doing it with official visits but he was getting a lot of guys to come up in june or july or it really really just in the summer and like you talked about jake he'd, he'd bring him to the terrace and he would show him around madison and um, you know, prior to that, you know, the thought was, well, the best thing that you're going to see in Madison is, is a game day experience. And, you know, that that's certainly true. Uh, but, you know, we're seeing that, uh, you know, getting guys up on campus in the summer, taking them around to the terrace and showing them, you know, the, the athletic facilities and obviously the academic facilities and uh, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, getting them up there in the summer is a really special experience. And, uh, you know, not only doing that, but surrounding them with guys who are committed. And it certainly helps when you have so many in-state guys committed that you can get them up on campus and surround them by, you know, surround them with guys who are currently committed, uh, who have made their decision and, and can kind of be in their ear and a- answer any questions that they have. But, um, you know, I not that I'm surprised, but, you know, June has been a really good month. And I, I just think the campus shows well in that in, in the summer months because it's it's a special place to be. You know, you're, you're surrounded by two lakes and um, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be. And they, they've certainly showcased that very well. Um, and I, like I said, it, it's something that I think Gary Anderson started by getting guys on campus in the summer, taking them to the terrace, showing them the lakes and stuff like that. So you're just trying to, you know, show what's unique about Wisconsin. I think there's a lot to do in the summer. Well, another thing to thank Gary Anderson for besides the three, four defense that he brought over with Dave Aranda. So uh, right. there you go, Badger fans. The second uh, thing that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take a quick, quick break. We're going to come back. Derek Tyndall, former Wisconsin cornerback, will join the show. And it's it's great. I uh, talked with him actually earlier today. A fun conversation about 
his process of becoming an author. He self-published a book. We'll talk more about that after the break here on the badgerblitz.com podcast. Joining us now on the podcast on this week's show, uh, haven't had a chance to talk to him since I think last year uh, for another podcast I used to do, but uh, one former Wisconsin cornerback, I called him the amazing Tyndall. If you've read a story in the past about uh, his love of comic books, uh, and now he has a book of his own coming out. We have former Wisconsin Badger, Derek Tyndall on the line. Derek, congratulations, man, on the book. And, and how are you doing through all this right now? I'm good, Jake. Just, you know, enjoying the first learning process of going through just basically the self-publishing. I was going to say, man, it's, uh, you know, in your book, Teletrius Johnson and the beginning of the end, Tales of Mor- Mordon, it is going to be out. It is in stock right now. We'll tell people you can find it on Amazon, both, which is great too. You can do it via um, Kindle or paperback, uh, which is awesome. And it's a huge, uh, for someone that used to be, they wrote a book on the walk-on tradition with Joel Nellis. I know how much it takes uh, the, the, the really just everything going into the, the ideas, the plots, the uh, writing, the rewriting, the character development for, I mean, the, you, you actually have to do character development because yours is, uh, you know, a nonfiction or a fictional book compared to where I just had to report on, on nonfiction uh, stories. But, you know, first off, what made you start this project? Well, what made me start the project was really, I always wanted to write a book, like, uh, so I sort of wanted to write a comic book back in the day when I first even got into college. But, you know, I just had a hard time coming up with what I wanted to actually be and stuff. So it was many things that took part in, like, me actually making this comic book and coming up with ideas. But, you know, mainly, you know, I, I had a conversation with my brother one time. He brought up after my cousin passed away. Um, his real name is Talitra Bradley. And when he died, you know, like, I had a conversation with my brother. My brother had just a dream about a movie. And then he had a dream about a book, actually. And he, his idea was Talitra Johnson, no, Talitris and TJ and the Municipal Causes. That's what it was. And then from there, man, like, my brain just went to working on it. And I just had ideas, stacked up on ideas, and then it turned into this. And I was going to say, like, when, when did you exactly start writing the book? And then from, and then how long from start to finish did it take you from starting your first chapter? until seeing it, you know, the book, you know, in your hand, you know, for paperback, how long, how long did it go from start to finish there? I think it was like a year process for you. Yeah. Just writing, you know, get my ideas down and actually setting it up. Yeah. For a year. You know, you self-published this book and yeah, I was going to say with that too. I mean, like I said, it's one thing where, you know, uh, there's one thing to have a publisher, which that the publisher take, for those that don't know, they take care of usually an editor. They take care of uh, getting the distributor for the book itself, or they distribute the book, but they, they get, they print the copies. They, you know, if they distribute through Kindle, they take care of that for the most part. You self-publish this book. 
So what hoops did you have to go through to get this all printed and distributed? I mean, really for me, it was just learning everything myself. You know, like at first I had a lot of people who was into helping me. They say they was, you know, but like for for your dream, it's hard for other people to see your dream the same as you, you feel me? So it was kind of like hard for me to get people to actually pay attention. But the ones who did, you know, like, they actually gave me an idea of, like, hey, you should do this yourself, bro. Like, because, you know, talking to my friends and stuff, cause they actually took a read and, like, they just, they loved it. So they gave me the idea of, like, so I just went online, learned a lot of things. And, you know, I, I also didn't want to make my book, like, the normal book. So when it came, became, like, when it comes to editing, you know, I didn't really want too many people to touch my stuff, like touch it because I wanted it to be authentic and I wanted to really cast the vision of South Florida. So, you know, the whole, just the whole process, man, it was a great learning experience, especially for my first book. We're here with Derek Tyndall, former Wisconsin cornerback, now author of the book Teletrius Johnson, The Beginning of the End, which is now mm-hmm. available on Amazon. And I was going to say too, I mean, you talked about kind of making it authentic uh, and you wanted that authentic feel. What do you hope the publishing of this book accomplishes? Man, really, I just want people to enjoy it. You know, I want people to get a awesome story. And I also just like, um, especially, I want kids to just know, man, we can do whatever we want. Like, especially, you know, minority kids, because it's kind of like hard for us out here. I want them to know, like, man, if we put our minds to like, look at me, for example, I just, I went from playing football, never, never really writing or anything in school to write the whole book completely myself, no, no help. Besides, like, you know, I had help along the way with ideas and stuff, but for the most part, there was no help. Like, I, I had to sit down and grind. And my vision is to hope, like, they take this as an example, and just like keep pushing with it, you know. Like, yeah, I, I want to make money off it. Who doesn't? You know, I'm not gonna say I don't. That would be a lie. But for the most part, I just want like I just really want the young just out here to know, like, to do whatever you want. And in, in terms of the uh, the authentic feel, like, what what did you add to that, or what did you uh, reveal in the book that that you made it want to be authentic? So you know, I gave. I wanted to keep the the way we talk and speak to each other and communicate down here. And, you know, everybody had a different ways in, like, in every state. So, like, I wanted to give them actually the words we use. So that's why I put an urban dictionary in it. But it's a Florida-type urban dictionary that let you know exactly the words we're saying. You know, I I used some real-life stories in it for myself. Made, gave them a twist. And, you know, I use real-life people that, like, I know and made them into characters. You know, you might don't even, you might don't actually know them in real life, but I do in, like, stuff. And that's why I just, that's how I just feel it so authentic. You know, you get everything that you're going to get from a Florida, from a Florida, like, city. And, you know, we'll pull the book and we'll talk about the release release party in just a couple of minutes. Real quick though. Uh, I mean, I wrote a story for you over a year and a half ago. It'll be two years in November talking about your love of comic books. And we talked about that earlier. Uh, 
and we talked about your, your love of Marvel movies too. Your thoughts real quick, Marvel Endgame. I take it you've seen it. How many times have you seen it? And what did you think about the ending there? Oh, well, I've seen, I've seen about, I ain't gonna lie, about eight times. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed it, man. I, thought, I think it was a great end to, to all the phases, man. Like, you know, even though they're going to continue, but like to Robert Downey, Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and Chris Evans as Captain America, man, I just think it's a great end to this. A trilogy, and you know, I really, I appreciate it. I enjoy watching it. Like I said, that was one of my inspirations. That you know, J.K. Rollins and Stan Lee, the two people, just they're, they're geniuses for real. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I was say too. What movies are you looking forward to this summer? I take it because of your your love of Spider-Man, Far From Home is up there on the list. But what other movies are you looking forward to seeing? Really, man, I ain't even been paying attention to uh, what's coming out lately because I've been, you know, so busy with what I've been got going on. But you know, that's the only movie I really been thinking about is Spider Man. So, Same here. I got to see that with the, with yeah. our with our boys too. I definitely so, um, see it. I was gonna say too. What else? Uh, I mean, you've been busy with this book, but uh, what what else are you up to these days? Then I'm just working, trying to keep it going until I see what this doing. Trying to really get my stuff started with my training for kids and stuff through football and also my mentoring program. About it. Oh, what's what's uh what's your mentoring program then? Uh, if if you don't mind uh, us asking about that. Well, like I don't have a lot of information still in the process right now. Like for example, I have went to a juvenile school, I mean, a juvenile center and talk to the kids. And just, I'm, you know, I gave them my information and stuff, and I'm going to try to talk to them more when they get out and stuff to, like, have stuff set up and help them. But I'm still very early in that process, and, but I'll let you know as soon as I know. Before we let you go, where is this book release uh, being held, and what are all the festivities that are going forward uh, coming up uh, in, what, just a couple of days, right? Yeah, okay. Um, June 8th, which is also my birthday, I'm going to do a release party at Boca Black Box in Boca Raton, Florida. So, you know, it's going to be free drinks, a chance to win, like, everybody get a chance to win a free book, like the same, free sign copy. And I'm also going to have copies of the same. And I'm going to have musicians. And vendors also there for people to just enjoy and network and stuff. So it'll be a little fun event. Fantastic. And and DT man, it's great catching up with you. Where once again, where can people find Deletrius Johnson, the beginning of the end? Uh where can they find it online and, and where else to, could could they find it? Oh, you can find it on Amazon.com. You can find it through the Kindle or through Amazon, and also you can hit me up if you need it directly through my DM. Derek, man, it's always great catching up with you. Best of luck with this venture. We're excited for you, and uh, looking forward to catching with you, catching up with you down the line. All right, thank you, guys. It's Derek Tyndall, now author of Teletrius Johnson: The Beginning of the End. Make sure you guys check out Amazon dot com on kindle uh as well and uh, a 
we're really excited for him to start this new venture. Former Wisconsin cornerback turned author. And we're going to take one more quick break, come back, wrap up this edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. We are at the end of this show, folks. Another jam-packed episode. Lots of info from John. Lots of interviews. We've got two big interviews today. Big thanks to Derek Tyndall, former Wisconsin cornerback, now author, Teletrius Johnson, the beginning of the end. Check that out on Amazon, on your Kindle as well. And a big thanks again to Tanner Bordellini, 2020 commit for Wisconsin, joining the show earlier, talking about his decision to commit along with just uh, what he expects for senior year and much more. Also going to make sure we plug this as well, folks. Again, our special going on. Premium access free until kickoff against South Florida. Use promo code SUMMER19. You just got to go to badgerblitz.com. You'll see the little breaking headline right above the headlines page. Breaking banner. Click on SUMMER19. Get it started, folks. We got some great coverage coming up. And to end the show... Where to find us? Okay, we've expanded this revamped podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us now on Google Play, on Google Podcasts. We should be on Spotify now too, and we're going to hope to get to Stitcher by the end of the week, if not by early next week. So we are in multiple avenues. Make sure you guys check us out there. We are powered by Overtime Media. We are very excited by that uh, and continuing uh, to you know be a part of this uh, the growing community of, of podcasts. And uh, again, don't just check us out. Check out Overtime Media. They have tons of sports podcasts for your viewing pleasure. And John, I know we're going to be busy over the next few days coming up this weekend. Uh, and uh, I take it we're going to be, you know, obviously official visits. I'm sure we'll be talking to some of those visitors and, and much more coming up. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, again, I've, obviously, I'm, I'm I want as many people to sign up as possible. But this this is a great time. There's a lot going on not just in Davis and, you know, the advanced camp coming up on Saturday and then the team camp come up later this month. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great time. If you really love recruiting, uh, you're going to get uh, kind of all the, all that you can handle in the month of June. It's, it's a great time to be on the site. Uh, then we roll right into July, which gets us into fall camp. And, and then we're in the 2019 season for, for football. So uh, it, it's a great time to be aboard uh, the badgerblitz.com family and, uh, we, we'd love to see as many people possible uh, give us a shot and let us earn your business in the in the next couple of weeks here. Absolutely, and we're it's a great community. The forums are great, lots of lively discussion, uh, and a lot of news and analysis as well. So make sure you guys follow John too at McNamara Rivals on Twitter. Me at Jake Coco K O C O, and follow Badger Blitz too. We have our the site one up there too. It's at underscore our Badger underscore Blitz. On that note, we're going to let you guys go. You guys have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy the weather out there. Uh, I'm going to try to get the Crusher Fest down in Milwaukee from my indie wrestling roots uh, to see the unveiling of the, the Crusher statue. We'll see how much that goes with, with how busy we'll be. But you guys enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week on another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.